0: Next on MLR Weekly, Dylan the Butcher Fawcett, the iconic Major League Rugby and Team USA hooker slash fan favorite. Coach of future MLR stars in the World University Invitational in Bordeaux, France, Northeastern's Ed Tuberty and his Who's Who staff. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News breaks down the Houston Sabercats and MLR headlines and doings with Rugby Morning's John Fitzpatrick. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle New York City, the world's best rugby pub. And Lean & Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Welcome to MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. and We've got a great show for you this week. We have none other than the Butcher, Dylan Fawcett of Rugby New York and Team USA. We also have Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, and we have future MLR players perhaps playing rugby over in France, and it's not in that thing called the Rugby World Cup. But before we get to any of that, we have a recurring segment Rugby Morning's Coffee Break with John Fitzpatrick, giving us news, headlines, and whatnot. John's favorite word. Uh, And John, I want to welcome you in again. Thank you for joining us. What do you got?
1: Hey, Matt, thanks for having me. As always, let's start with Old Glory DC. They announced the signing of Scottish International Rob Harley. Harley plays lock and Flanker, has made 20 appearances with the Scottish national team, and is the Glasgow Warriors most capped player. With 267 appearances, Matt, OGDC continuing to tap into that Scottish rugby connection.
0: Yeah, it's great to see Harley revving his engines in the capital.
1: Next! Hey, big MLR trade alert. the
0: Seattle. What, Seawolves... nothing on that? I get no love on the Harley engine thing? Next!
1: The Seattle Seawolves have sent fly half AJ Alatima to the Houston Sabercats for USA International Joe I gotta say, Matt, this is a pretty big trade, and I gotta think both sides have come out pretty well on this.
0: All right, more to come, I would imagine,
1: from all these teams, but what else you got? Hey, how about the Toronto Arrows? They have re-signed Sammy the boot, Malcolm. Malcolm, who had a head injury most of, of last year. It's good to see that he's back. But, Matt, fun fact here for you. According to MLR Stats Guru James Dealey, Malcolm is one of only five players to score more than 300 points in MLR. Matt, can you name one of the other five?
0: Well, I know it's not Matt Trouville, but I will put Sam Windsor on that list.
1: Next! Hey, rapid fire here. Props to San Diego Legion hooker Sam Malolo. He scored two tries in Samoa's 43-10 win over Chile. Pretty cool there. How about three cheers to the USA Men's Eagles? They beat Tulasan over the weekend on home soil.
0: You know what? Sorry. It was important not to lose for them.
1: Next! But the coolest thing about all of that, Matt, we can't skip over this, is that they have, may have set a Guinness World Records for most people participating in a scrum that was cool
0: and you know the early days of rugby really didn't have any laws slash rules and they would have like the whole village in on a game of rugby before they was like okay we got it we got to organize this a little bit
1: next hey matt what's going on with this world university rugby invitational tournament that is featuring uh, some top mlr stars
0: fill me gl- in i'm glad you asked me about that because that segues to our commercial break and our next segment with ed Tubberty. The head coach of Northeastern, who's over there heading an esteemed staff with players that are participating in this World University Rugby Invitational Tournament in Bordeaux. And we have them live with us from France after this. So thank you, John. We'll see you shortly.
2: Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships.
1: It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com
0: And we are back, and we have the pleasure of welcoming in from France Coach Ed Turberty of Northeastern. But, Ed,
3: you are now over in France with a different outfit. Can you tell us about this? Hey, Maddie, thanks for having me, mate. Um, yes, we're over in France at the moment with uh, the Atlantic All Stars ACAS. Uh, so, we're uh, a group of team pretty much built up from uh, MLR academies. We've got 18 players participating from all different MLR academies across the country, and we kind of brought them all to, together for this big event for the World University Invitational Tournament, which coincides with the World Cup. So, we're uh, on the ground, ready to go, and ready to put our best foot forward for the USA.
0: 10 of your players uh, participating were drafted. 18 of the players participated in in MLR academies. The Free Jacks uh, supplied support by granting access to their facilities during your August training camp and general managers and academy and academy coaches from numerous MLR teams assisted Tom Clark and you with player identification and recruitment.
3: Yeah, they they were fantastic, Matt. For the last several months, just Willing to pick up the phone and kind of touch base with us and kind of walk us through with the players that they think would be a great fit for this. And they've really helped kind of put this team uh, together early over the last couple of months. And we couldn't have done it without them, to be honest. So it's the World University Rugby Invitational Tournament. So, what it is, is comprises of Southern and Northern Hemisphere teams. For example, you got uh, Sydney University involved, um, you got New Zealand University involved, which is just like oh, a bunch of like universities coming together. And you got Bordeaux representing France. Um, you have Oxford University representing England, you got British Columbia from Canada. they're also here as well. Um, and usually and um, to come in every four years it coincides with the World Cup. it's um, it's a great opportunity to skills these kids to kind of test themselves to mean at another level. We've had so many donations come in, so many sponsorships come in because the way I look at it Matt like we've twenty we've twenty eight players here like these lives these twenty-eight players are gonna oh. have an experience they're, never, they're probably gonna get again, you know like that's right. what it's about. It's not about us it's not about for I mean, these kids, you know give them the opportunity and the hope is right. only two or three of them will kick on and get international honors and push through, you know, in years to come is the hope. So um, a lot of work behind closed doors, but uh, we've had a good team kind of help us push and and get a lot of sponsorship and donation and kind of support this venture.
0: Well, wow, you're doing great stuff and what an experience for these players, right? And, and there's that thing called the Rugby World Cup going on in France. So the whole country's on fire. So what a place to be, what an opportunity All right. Well, have a great time. I am so, uh, so jealous of you guys. I want to hit you all in the face with a bag of nickels, but uh, what a great experience. It's a win-win congratulations on a job. Well done on that note. I want to thank Mr. Ed Turberty and his staff, his illustrious, esteemed staff uh, over there in France, in Bordeaux. We'll be right back with Dylan, the butcher faucet after this you need your cleats you need them tomorrow if you order today by 3 p.m new york time or noon la time they can have them to you tomorrow young old male female if you're playing on turf if you're playing on grass if you're playing in the rain you're playing in the heat they've got you covered rugbynow.com go there now and we are back and we are back with one of my favorite people on this planet dylan the butcher faucet dylan welcome to mlr weekly once again
4: Thanks, McCarthy. Great to be here.
0: Dylan, you've been playing a lot of rugby over the course of the last eight year. Okay, let's call it a year. How's the body?
4: Never better. Never better, McCarthy. It's, you know, a, I'm getting better with age, you know, like a fine wine.
0: It's amazing. You, you literally are like a fine wine, and you're getting better as you go, but you're not playing on the wing. You're playing hooker or, you know, Every now and then you move around to get a little break at number 8 but you're right there in the mix
4: you're you're right that what is the secret now listen just I just look after myself you know my wife and son keep me young
0: you've had quite the career and it's not it's I'm not saying it's it's over you it's far from over but you're banging away playing hooker uh you you're not a finesse player so to speak although when you are in the open you are uh, known to have twinkle toes and some soft kicking ability.
4: What do you attribute that to? I was exposed to a lot of sports, you know, did, did, did my time, did a bit of dance as well. So you know yourself, the twinkle toes, Yeah, uh, I- it's from, uh, it helps, you know. Let's, let's talk about what's recently transpired.
0: You had another run with the Eagles, which was very cool to see you back with the national team. How's this last match? What was that like for you playing against Toulouse?
4: What a challenge. You know it was uh, so it was extra special to be a part of that uh, that team this week. You know so, um, our solutions were phenomenal. You know a young side that came out, but they're just I just love how they play rugby. You know they just have, have a crack wherever they can. So we knew we had to be on our toes, um, and we embraced it. You know it was great. We had I think we played twenty six lads. Everybody got a shot. You know and to come out and the right side of the result was uh, yeah it was epic.
0: It was an exhilarating win for you guys. and you, you know, you've had mixed results together, but again, there's no there's no real shot at being a cohesive unit when you're getting together, you know, as infrequently as you do. But I, I think going forward the the real kick in the pants that not being in the Rugby World Cup this go around might ultimately be good for team USA. And I'm just happy that guys like you are still getting a run with the with the team and recognition for your hard work on and off the pitch. What's it like playing with uh, playing for Scott Lawrence?
4: Uh, it's a breath of fresh air, Matt. Like, I mean, you know, we we seem to be getting it right. You know, I mean, all the coaches, the yeah, the the staffs really just injected this energy, and uh, they've been given the chance. You know, and it's just there's no stone unturned when it comes to the rugby. Anyway, so you know, I'm just loving it at the moment. I'm loving the brand. You know, it's great to be able to play, and uh, you know, it's great to see these, these young fellas coming through. You know, to you know the the future is very bright. McCarthy, it's an exciting time to be a part of the Eagles. Scott's vision is 2031, so we're just there to inspire the nation, and if we can get somebody that's sitting on their couch or. You know, sitting in high school or something like that, and they have a chance of making the 2031 and representing their country in at a World Cup in the in the United States. You know, they we're doing our job. You know, you've had to
0: fight and chase and work hard for every scrap that you have gotten in rugby. And, and you came over from Ireland, you went to life, right? And I did, did, yeah. you, did you know Scott Lawrence there?
4: Yeah, Scott was one of the main men that brought me over. So to be able to work with him again, you know, it was real. It's a real pleasure, and and I've uh, yeah, I've, I hold Scott in, in high regard. You know, he's a, he's a very uh, he's an exceptional man. You know, and he's inspirational. So it's inspirational through his actions.
0: You've had to fight and claw all your rugby career, and now you're at a point where you've made it. I mean, you're 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 a, you're one of the faces of the league. You are the butcher after all of the New York franchise. You've been with the New York franchise, your entire professional career here in this league in major league rugby. And you also played in the previous reiter- iteration of rugby pro rugby USA. I think that was the full, we called it pro rugby. Right. But my point now is are you finding the ability to exhale and relax a little bit, knowing that you've established
4: yourself as a pro? Matt, There's always going to be wolves at the door, you know, that, I've just got to keep go, keep getting up early because these boys want to get up a little bit earlier to come and get me. But, you know, I I just want to keep pushing myself, keep inspiring, you know, keep doing the job. I'm very, very proud to represent New York. You know, it's been one of the best, you know, prize of my life. So to do what I do and to represent this great country, and you know, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm very fortunate, but I don't want to give it back yet. I want to keep going. How long you want to go? As long as the body, the body will keep going. I'm going to keep going. Let's
0: talk about the league in general. Um, you've been around the league from basically its inception. What's the biggest change that you've seen in the league since you've been around? Like I don't.
4: I can't really put my finger on it. You know, I mean, it's just it's just getting better and better every year. You know, like the standard is just it's, it's just raised. So I think that's it. You know, you raise the standard and you raise the bar. When you become a champion, you. You know, this all you want to do is continuously win. You know you want to continuously win. You want to build a dynasty. You know, so just being a part of it all, McCarthy, is extremely, extremely exciting. You know, so to see what's happening uh, moving forward. You know, there's a lot of things going on around the league, and you know, if I'm if I'm a supporter or a player, I'm very excited at, the, at what's going on. So, well, Dylan Fawcett, the butcher. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time.
0: Always a pleasure, McCarthy. Cheers. And we'll be right back with Brian Ray of America's Rugby News after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? back with mr brian ray the amazing brian ray who seems to know everything about rugby everywhere and that's why we're gonna throw him on the spot ask him about the rugby world cup and what the houston sabercats need to do to fix their organization brian first off welcome back to mlr weekly
2: the pleasure to be here in the beautiful houston in the backdrop
0: uh rugby world cup thoughts
2: i think uh you know top of the list has to be a swift recovery swiftest possible for larue milan uh, that was desperately terrible to see him go down against new zealand um you know the good news is he's had surgery already and it sounds like it went uh, well he had a, a fractured dislocation of his right ankle which is obviously just a terrible terrible injury um he's gonna be a while till he comes back i mean such a it's one of the best players in mlr he was absolutely outstanding i mean he missed half this, uh, of this season with a broken thumb so that uh, the last thing anybody wanted to see was it was another injury for for milan and yeah unfortunately this is one that's definitely i would say going to affect his uh you know participation at the start of the season anyways we'll see you know what kind of recovery it is but uh Certainly wish him the best. Ah, uh, Vid canradi He actually got banged up a bit in that one too. But his voice actually dislocated his shoulder. Now it went straight back in. Uh, apparently, so uh, they were hopeful that he might actually still play in this tournament. We'll see uh, a pretty tough one for the the Major League Rugby players uh, playing for for Namibia. And I think one of the the, the big real positive stories has to be Saba Malolo. We were really interested to see how he would do playing for Samoa. Hey, the guy picked up uh, two tries against Chile. That's a uh, Pretty decent start for him. I think uh, some people will be uh, keeping a close eye on him uh, for the rest of this tournament.
0: Yeah, that is just awesome to see. What a, what an experience and what how exciting for him, right? You know, playing, but then getting the, getting the brace. How cool is that? And also, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, cite that Teofilo Filo, A.K.A. Ed Fido or Fido or Fido, got into the match, and his name is Teofilo Fido.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Fido came off the bench uh, for Samoa. And, I mean, to be honest, the, the, the most exciting thing about him was that he got picked up for the World Cup because yeah. remember when they named their initial squad in that Pacific Nations Cup tournament, he wasn't in it. And it really looked like, you know, he might miss out on this. So, uh, you know, Fido is always a big game player. So uh, I can't wait to see him get uh, a run-on start with Samoa in this one.
0: And I I'm, I was really excited for Robbie Romiscu getting in, right? The Romanian Rambo. You gotta love that
2: yeah I I doubt too many people uh, you know a couple of years ago would have predicted that uh, Iremescu would be uh, playing in a World Cup for a team that's not the USA you know so uh, you know even though we, we knew about his remaining heritage he's still uh, kind of a surprise move for all of us but uh, really glad that it's working out
0: let's move on let's talk about uh, what's behind you instead of what what's in front of you let's look behind you and look at that Aviva Stadium. and
2: oh uh, on that note, I think the first thing the Sabercats need to do is sort out that big sign back there because apparently Aviva is no longer the title sponsor of the stadium. They're now calling it Sabercats Stadium, so might want to work on that sign, I think.
0: All right, so we've been doing this recurring segment where you give your thoughts on what teams need to do in this off season. We haven't covered the Sabercats yet. What do you think Houston needs to do?
2: You know, they were a very good team last year. Uh, I mean, they just, you know, ran into a tough Seattle team right at the end there in the playoffs, but uh, you know, they looked they looked at times like they could really give San Diego a run for the money and, and maybe push into that championship final. I think discipline really kind of hampered them towards the end and maybe a little bit of consistency as well. You'd see them in one half and they looked unbeatable and then the second half they just flop away. So uh, I think maybe they're their, uh, that might be an indication that maybe their fitness wasn't quite as high as it could have been. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe it's just uh, some kind of mental focus problem that they, they needed. But certainly they gave away some dumb penalties against uh, Seattle right at the end that, you know, really turned the tide in that game. And uh, they'll be looking at that in the offseason. Personnel-wise, it doesn't look like they need a whole heck of a lot. I mean, they had depth. Uh, they had quality pretty much across the board. A couple guys, you know, they'll have to replace him. He's obviously Danny Barrett, uh, the number one guy. They're going to have to uh, replace. I mean, they can find flankers. They've got other flankers. Barrett. Yeah, they've got other guys. Uh, you know, within the team, who can play there? But Danny is kind of a special guy, isn't it? I mean, both in his attitude and his ability at the breakdown of tackles. I mean, everything he does is. He's just, you know, 110% to steal that sporting uh, cliche. So uh, they're going to have to find a replacement for that energy. There are two draft picks, Max Schumacher and, and Oren Bitzer, two two first rounders, uh, both just recently named first team uh, D1A collegiate All-Americans. Uh, so that's, you know, certainly a, a good sign for them. I think when people looked at this draft, they thought Bitzer was, uh, if not the best, c- close to the best, back row players in that draft. I think he's got potential. He could be a guy who... You know, maybe unexpectedly uh, jumps up and, and and kind of fills that Danny Barrett role. I'd oh, love to, to see, see that,
0: wouldn't you? You know,
2: yeah, yeah, he's a strong ball carrier. He's you know probably have to put on a little bit of muscle, but uh, as a young guy, we'll see how he goes. And and I know they have very high hopes for Schumacher coming in. He's kind of the replacement, I guess, for Robbie Povey, who's been uh, sent to the arrows. Uh, so you know, Schumacher played a lot poached. of fullback, but...
0: poached by your arrows <laughs> yeah, with your new design, which we'll get to in a moment. Mm.
2: Um, so yeah, so, so so he's coming in. Um, you know, I'm hearing in the rumor mill that uh, Houston has been kind of taking a close look at rugby ATL's lineup uh, of this past year. Of course, they're moving to Los Angeles, but not all the players are moving to Los Angeles. And it sounds like a couple pretty handy um, of South African flavor could be landing uh-huh. in Houston. If so... Uh, they're going to be a formidable team. I think. I one positional question I definitely have is that Hooker is, uh, you know, is Dean Muir coming back next year? I don't know that he is. What do they do at Hooker? Uh, they'll certainly have to bring somebody in. So that's certainly one spot. I think they'll have to look at and, you know, we'll, we'll see, um, you know, it, it kind of depends on, on the other guys. Drew Wild, is he coming back? He was exceptional. Unfortunately got injured at the end of the season. They had to bring in, you know, Lina Latu from the American Raptors. I'm pretty sure he's going back to the Raptors. So they might have to look, uh, you know, even bringing Schumacher in, they might have to bring in another uh, outside back just to have a little bit more cover there. So, um, uh, you know, another one of these teams, minor things, uh, a couple little things, training maybe they can they can fix and a little bit focus on uh, on discipline. They were disciplined early in the season and then they kind of slipped towards the end. So if they can kind of solve that, uh, you know, and and, and keep Davey Kotzer, it looks like he is coming back. By the way, he's still in Houston. So, uh, you know, certainly he's one of the best fly halves in, in major league rugby. So another year of experience behind his back. I think they'll be a good team.
0: And, you know, maybe Coach Pote doesn't uh, get in a fight. With uh, <laughs> strength and tradition. <laughs> tradition. Well, he won't get in a fight with Ollie from New York, because Ali has has moved on. He's gone back to the, to uh, the Premiership. But you know, that w- that was interesting. And I and I got to tell you, they ought to play that every single time those two teams meet, because that's <laughs> what that's what ri- that's how rivalries start. And we want rivalries, folks. We don't want to shy away from them. We want them. This is America, and the Americas including Canada. Just wanted to say that, you know, we can always just say that, Brian. Mercus. Uh all right. So let's go north. And your hat is now obsolete.
2: Obsolete. Obsolete. Some would say a collector's item. Okay. Yeah. You know, Arrow's changing up their logo. Uh I I don't know if this means they're going to be changing their colors. It kind of seems like they might add a little they added uh, red, right? Well, to the logo, anyways. I guess maybe they're adding that to the. We have, you know, we don't know what the jersey is going to look like. I, I got
0: think. a subliminal thing here. They're red, white, and blue. Are they trying to are they are they trying to do what like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim saying yeah. that they're you know
2: are they trying to say that they're from the United States now, Brian? it's a little odd it's a little odd i mean uh, you can see uh, i mean it's pretty obvious what they're doing they're they're kind of pivoting away from the the kind of arrow uh concept uh which they didn't use a whole lot but and really focusing more on the avro arrow this you know mythical sort of plane that didn't actually happen from canada um you know personally
0: why not just go with sasquatch oh the, yeah the free jacks yeah. have that
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's an interesting pivot. Personally, I'm partial to, to this logo. I wish they'd keep that around, but uh, to each their own, I guess.
0: Was this in place prior to the late Bill Webb passing?
2: Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this was not something they cooked up in a week. Uh, you know, this was definitely in place. Um, the announcement was actually pushed back because of uh, of Bill's an unfortunate passing. And um, yeah, so this is something he, he definitely had a say in. So, you know, I, anybody who's speculating that they've done this behind his back is incorrect.
0: So I'm happy to hear that because as long as Bill was on board with it, I'm on board with it.
2: Yeah, yeah he, he definitely was. So, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's not that important. It's a it's a logo, right? It goes on a shirt. Uh, it sells merchandise. So uh, there's more important things coming from the arrows, like their head coach, uh, who should be announced maybe by the time of next week's show. We'll have to you see.
0: You you'd think that all the head coaching positions and everybody else would be in place by now, but it's you know you still have the evolving situation in L.A.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting one, right? Like, uh, they don't have a name yet, let alone a head coach. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's resolved sooner than later because, you know, it's great that we know the team's going to L.A. They got some players, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you still have to build an identity and a brand and, and you know, where are they going to play, sell tickets, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, clock's ticking. It seems like there's a little bit of time. But if training camp is starting in first week of January, you Probably want to uh, step things up a, a little bit and get that done sooner than later.
0: Absolutely. Well, we were a little chatty today, boy. Well, that felt good. Uh, you know, our, our editor, the crazy Welshman living in Leicester, England, Johnny Lewis, is not going to be thrilled that he's got to edit this down to fit in the format. But so be it. We give less. More is less. No, they, it's the other way around. But thank you, Brian. Uh, final thoughts before I let you go.
2: A uh, couple interesting uh, signings. It sounds like are heading to Miami. Couple Welsh internationals, I hear. Uh, a couple front rowers at that. So that's uh, that's interesting. And there's certainly some more exciting uh, signings on the way. I mean, we're really just getting started when it comes to MLR signings. So watch the space. Well, we just got wind of this new uh, field that Miami's going to play at. Uh, you know, interesting. I don't think a lot of people predicted it because it didn't have a lot of seats. But uh, the word is they're going to uh, expand it up to 5,000 seats in Fort Lauderdale. And it looks like a fantastic facility. So to have everything there, your training, your meetings, your 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 food even, they got a really nice players-only cafeteria. So all in one place. I think Miami is going to be a team to watch straight out of the gate. Looks like everything's uh professional there. So uh, really exciting news. I think
0: at Fort Lauderdale, where yours truly in college, bombed out of his skull at one o'clock in the afternoon on a college uh, spring break trip. If he had five bucks more would have had mom with a big heart on his arm with an arrow going through it. And the tattoo guy, if I could find him, I'd kiss him square on the face. He said, well, if you don't have the extra five, Come back later and get tattooed.
2: One of the great what-ifs.
0: What-ifs. And what-ifs, we're out of here right now. Thank you, Mr. Brian Ray. Thank you to Mr. John Fitzpatrick. Thank you to Coach Ed Turberty of Northeastern. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the critically acclaimed The Rugby Odds, The College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter, and please join our American Red Cross blood donor team.